<laughs> Aren't you going to say something? Oh, you want me to? <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that was perfect. When you said, aren't you going to say something? <laughs> That's going to be like our intro thing where it's like a jokey thing. And... Oh, I like that. Hey guys, welcome back to the Command SK podcast. On this episode, I have an extremely special guest. Even though I've known him for a couple of years, I still can't say his last name properly. So I'm just going to say Omar. My friend Omar is on the podcast this episode. Uh, so Omar, how do you say your last name? It's pronounced Khawaja. Okay, I'm still not going to say because I can't say it properly, but <laughs> thanks for clarifying that. Um, so yeah, I, I know Omar, but I know many of you might not know Omar. So uh, can you give, I guess, the audience just a little background or a short intro? Yeah, so my name is Omar Khawaja, and uh, I'm current University of Waterloo classmate. We just finished uh, our management engineering program at the University of Waterloo, and uh I'm into entrepreneurship and uh, Karan just asked if I can share a bit about my entrepreneurship experience to help people out. So hopefully this podcast will help you uh, get to know a bit about my experience with entrepreneurship and things I've learned. So you can also learn from my experiences and uh, help you out on your journey to building something great. Cool, cool. And uh, so is there any other, are there any other experiences that, you, about, that you've had that you like to talk about? Yep. So I would say like uh, in terms of my background, uh, you know, I started off with a web development job and then I did another job that was uh, all internship where I had an, uh, a software engineering experience. Um, and then I also worked as a uh, servers and storage, uh, setting up servers in a physical server room. And um, like I had like a variety of these different experiences, also worked at uh, Microsoft as a program manager, worked at Bing, and then also worked at Facebook as a solution engineer. And uh, all these different, ex- these different intern- internship experiences at a variety of different roles really helps you learn a lot about the people that work at a company as well as the different types of work and different types of work that are done to basically run a company. And as you learn more, it helps give you a different perspective. So when you're building products yourself, you'll know, for example, right now I know how salespeople work versus how engineers think. And all these different perspectives are really what's important as you gain more experience in entrepreneurship. Because when you start off early, even before you start university, you don't really have that much experience on the outside world. And so the most important thing for a younger person is to get as much experience as you can about other people, people in different countries, people with different uh, socioeconomic backgrounds, people in different industries. Uh, Because at some point, just building products for yourself is going to limit you to only yourself. And really what you want to be doing is building a product for a large group of people and uh, so the best way to do that is to expose yourself to as much uh, larger crowd as you can, as many people as you can, and getting a lot of experience to basically help your perspective grow. Because that's going to be the most important thing when you're building products for other people and not just yourself. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I guess we'll dive right into it for this episode. We're going to be talking about entrepreneurship. I'm going to be asking a, a few questions to uh, help the audience get a sense of uh, the journey of entrepreneurship, where it starts, how they can start, advice, um, Omar's specific uh, journey, as well as lessons he's learned along the way and things that he, maybe uh, nuggets of wisdom that he can offer to everyone uh, listening or anyone listening. So yeah, um, I'll get started with, I guess, do you want to talk about how you got into the 
both the entrepreneurial mindset as well as kind of started your entrepreneurial journey? Mm -hmm. So like I, even though I didn't know about what entrepreneurship was back, you know, when I was 16, 17 years old, um, I was always interested in how things worked. And um, I was building a lot of things back when I was in my teenage years, um, you know, taking things, electronics apart in the house and seeing how they work and trying to build new things uh, for myself with whatever I had. And uh, one of the early things that I built was um, I was looking to basically vacuum seal a bunch of um, bait for fishing because I'm a fisherman. And uh, the, the vacuum sealers online were really expensive. They were like $200 or so. And I said, how can I, you know, vacuum seal this fishing bait that I have without spending money on a vacuum sealer? So I basically just took a few straws and taped them to a paper cup and attached that to my vacuum at home and used a Ziploc bag and was basically able to really tightly seal the bait. And I shared this idea with a lot of other people and all the other fishermen really liked it. And it was fairly inexpensive, so they could also try it out. And that's basically when I started and uh, building a lot more things uh, that could, you know, help other people out. And uh, from there, I just, you know, started learning new things, new technologies that I could use to build, um, you know, things that basically could help other people out. And uh, basically, that's how I started. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's uh, an incredibly interesting story. And as a teenager and a kid, I did much less interesting things with my time. So that's really awesome to hear. <laughs> Um, so that's cool. Nice. Uh, uh, you're interested in, in tinkering and, and trying yeah. to solve real world problems by using the available resources and tools around you in new and creative and interesting ways. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. So, um, I guess after that initial burst of, of creativity and entrepreneurial spirit that kind of spurred you into this journey that you've now gone on for the past many years, uh, what was the next step after like those, those kinds of moments and, and events that happened in your childhood and as a teenager yeah so so from from that point um actually even before then when i was like really really young i uh i i spent like my first five years growing up uh in pakistan which is where i was born and um unlike canada or even the u.s uh there's a lot of poverty there like there's a huge gap between rich and poor. So even though I was really small, I would see a lot of, uh, you know, poor people and starving people and kids. And uh, back when I was a kid, I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to help all these people out. And uh, so around the 16, 17 year mark, um, I was like, I still want to help those people out. And uh, if I can, you know, uh, build something that could help these people out, uh, that would be great. So I was like, you know, uh, so at, at around that part, when I was 17, 16 years old, that's when I saw that, uh, you know, this could be one way if I could build something that uh, could help a lot of people out and uh, make it into a financial success, then I could help out all those people that um, using the money that I would make from it, I would be able to help those people out, the ones that are starving and need some, you know, food and shelter. And uh, this is basically my motivation between uh, you know, back then and now, it, it ha always has been building products that uh, could be financially successful so I could fund those folks. And uh, that's basically my goal, um, building products just for, you know, this purpose. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I, 
uh, and me included in terms of the the recent work that and work and initiatives that I personally started and that I know a lot of other people just like Omar started in the past and that got them on a journey of of building and uh, being independent and creative and all of these things. It, it came out of an actual real life need, this necessity of uh, uh, really being able to actually observe the world around you and use your humanity to take a look at how uh, different kinds of injustices, different kinds of um, circumstances have led to things where, you know, there are problems that really haven't been solved yet and that you have the opportunity if you given enough uh, uh, determination, given enough motivation, given enough uh, hard work, you know, you can, you have a chance at uh, tackling. And so uh, that's really uh, an awesome uh, story, like to hear the beginning of that. Wait, just to interrupt, there was actually an uh, article I just recently read on LinkedIn where uh, they said like you need around uh, like ninety five to $100,000 a year. And after that point, however much money you make in Canada or the US, uh, the, like if you make like 200K, your uh, satisfaction and happiness in life is not going to you know increase that much than if you were making 100k so anywhere between 75k to 100k is what they said is what you most people are happy with uh if you get more money than that it's not gonna make a significant difference in your life so i think like if for anyone that like a lot of people look for entrepreneurship because they think they're gonna you know uh become a millionaire or billionaire uh and then they'll find happiness in life but uh, the whole money aspect, like you can probably make 100, 150K just by working a job uh, and make that much money rather than doing the entrepreneurship route. You can make that money. But um, if anyone's looking into entrepreneurship for the sake of money, you can find happiness without, you know, doing the whole entrepreneurship way. And you won't find happiness by making more money. Basically, that's what the article summarized. So just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah, I've actually read, I've read up a little bit on that and heard about that. And so, yeah, the from what, one of the things that I read on this uh, that re, that directly related to the paper or research or literature on this topic was, uh, yeah, I think around seventy k uh, in the Western world at least. So let's say Canada, use Canada and the States as an example. And after seventy k, no uh, no measurable characteristic or aspect of quality of life improves for an individual because um, after that seventy five k, you're there, there's no appreciable gains to be had in terms of satisfaction uh, and all of the statistical analysis that they did and measurements that they took for all this for the multi-factor uh, multivariate analysis on uh, being able to determine that quote-unquote happiness or in this case satisfaction and so yeah definitely uh, what Omar said it should uh, it's the truth and uh, yeah so I guess with that do you want to talk about uh, some of your bigger projects or whether they're bigger projects or important projects in terms of failures and successes that you've had in the past yeah so i've i've i can i can probably confidently say that i've probably had more failures than most people i've met because i've only tried a lot of different projects um you know i've gone like most of my things i've self-taught by reading books and talking to other people and working with a lot of older people uh, and reading a lot of uh websites and pages of different books and uh basically i haven't left anything um that was uh like i i've read you know like technology like pro i've learned over 12 programming languages i've worked with hardware building my own circuits uh even had learned 3d modeling so i could build projects on my 3d printer uh, basically i've tried a lot of different things learned a lot of things and uh built a lot of products using all those technologies that I learned. 
um, and not many of those uh, just failed. And only after consistently failing did I then start to hit into things that were more successful. So a lot of people that um, you know I've met that are into entrepreneurship or even building products, they get discouraged after they hit a few failures. Uh, but if you keep going, you will hit a point where you will start building things that are successful. And to me, success is defined by building products that people are using. Um, and ultimate success is basically a product that's a lot that a lot of people are using, as well as something that's maybe making some money as well. But the ultimate goal is just to build something that a lot of people are using. So I started hitting that, and uh, but where I started from was you know building something that only a few people would use. And uh, now I'm able to build things that a lot of people would use. So that's basically my journey, where I started with a lot of ideas that weren't even possible to then you know build ideas that started being a little bit more successful. And uh, everyone has to go through the same path. There's no shortcut or secret. Uh, you can watch as many YouTube videos or read as many you know websites about successful people, but there's no secret that... Uh, you think that they know that you don't. There is no secret. You literally have to do it yourself to get there. Mm -hmm. 100% completely agree. And yeah, I can just add a little addendum to that about my personal experience. I'm going on that particular journey myself where I started last year uh, getting into iOS development. And uh, now I'm at the point where my the first beta of my app is in is right now being tested. And that app is really geared towards a small niche subset of the fitness uh, population. And so, you know, I think that uh, that's exactly what I'm doing right now in terms of trying to start with a smaller, more manageable problem. Understand the pitfalls and, and potential uh, avenues for an opportunities related to success. And um, yeah, failing along the way a lot in a lot of different ways um, for a lot of different things is definitely part of the journey and been part of the journey for me. Uh, so yeah, I definitely can relate to that. And I'm excited about hopefully where my, my own entrepreneurship uh, will take me in the future if I decide to continue pursuing larger, more uh, expansive and more, you know, uh, yeah, different goals and stuff so yeah so that was awesome um yeah so is there any uh i guess project in particular that you're most proud of in terms of you know just whether it be the technical accomplishment or just its impact that you that impact or potential that it could have in terms of anything you've built or worked on Mm -hmm. There was there was a project that I worked on, and uh, it was uh, the website that I built at that time was called Prodimo.ca, and um, it's still something that I'm uh, working on right now as well. And basically, what it was is a, um, a live video stream through which uh, you you as a user could look at a product um, on a website, and as you look at the product on the video stream you on the website would have a bunch of different buttons and controls that you could click on. And as you click on those buttons, in real time, you would be interacting with that physical product. Uh, one of the things, an example product that I had there, it was the MVP, is where uh, you could see Amazon Alexa sitting uh, in the live video stream, and you would have a chat in the chat as you type uh, different questions and different things. It would then take your chat and do text to speech to Alexa and you would see in real time Alexa responding to your questions. Uh, so that was like one way where, you know, no matter where you were in the world, you could interact with the Amazon Alexa that's at my home. Um, and then another product that I had was uh, basically a small robot. It was like a forklift 
and um, you could do, um, if you've ever used Scratch, which is drag and drop programming, um, so you, you would go to my website and you could do drag and drop programming and as you hit play, you would then see in the live video, uh, the, like the small forklift, um, the forklift robot reacting to the code that you just put in. So if you put in, you know, go left, go right, pick up this object, uh, the robot would react to it and follow your instructions. And basically you could program that robot that's at my home from anywhere in the world. And the, the inspiration there for me was that um, people that were, you know, any part of the world, no matter how much money you had, you would be able to interact with these really expensive robots and objects that only people that in the Western world have access to. Um, you wouldn't have to, you know, uh, go through the border and all the taxes, and you don't have to go through all the rules and regulations uh, that, you know, if I were to try and send some technology to some part of the world, you would have to go through so many different hoops just to get it there. Uh, let alone the financial expenses. There's a lot of legal requirements that have to be met. Um, so that was like the biggest happiness there for me is that no matter where you were in the world, just from a simple web browser, you could interact with multiple products at my home. Um, and, and yeah, that was like my biggest achievement. And uh, that was something I was most proud of. Nice. Yeah, I, I remember um, initially when Omar told me about this on a car ride, uh, we talked a lot about uh, the idea, the merit, the, the motivation, all of that. And when I got to actually see it for myself, uh, when I went to the website, when I saw the videos and everything, I was, uh, I was blown away. It was, it was really, it was something that I was surprised in a way that hadn't been thought of before because it seemed like such an incredibly smart yet simple and, and novel concept in terms of access and accessibility for hardware products in a way that's leverages all of the capabilities that we have today in terms of software which is like it so yeah definitely even just as we were talking about it again i i was thinking extensions of this product through vr ar would amplify the experience even yeah. more yeah. so yeah it's definitely that's definitely something to be proud of omar and something that in my in my uh, opinion is something that's truly an incredible project in terms of just having one per even one uh, a team working on this product or project yet alone one person doing all of this while in university while other things going on and it's yeah it's incredible that's awesome um yeah so we'll also just uh i'll uh, remind the audience uh, that we're going to have all of this stuff in the show notes so we'll have links to um the quality of life article that we mentioned as well as if you want to take a look at scratch programming language and if uh, omar wants to put up any of his links to his website or any of his projects we'll add those in as well um yeah that's awesome um so yeah is there anything um i guess moving forward from that is there anything at the moment that you would want if you were Com only comfortable with disclosing uh, about any projects or ventures that you're currently working on. Mm -hmm. So the, the project that I just mentioned, that's one. Uh, another project is one that uh, me and uh, another partner that I had in my class um, at the university, um, we, were, we were working on this AI project uh, where we were basically, uh, like you could help, like our goal there was, uh, we, were, we were building a website basically that helps home makeover. Um, people. So if you want to do like a home makeover, uh, we were building an app that could help you with that. Um, and basically, um, you just take a picture of your house and we compare it to um, a bunch of other homes that received home makeovers. And we help, you know, recommend furniture from Ikea and Amazon and other websites, uh, furniture that will help you do your home makeover. Um, and uh, basically, that's uh, something that uh, I, I might also be working out, not 100% sure, but 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's like essentially having these, uh, like we started with personal assistants, having AI and ML combinations of technology applications take over essentially roles of what a human assistant in very various different contexts would mm-hmm. do in the past. So like one example that I can think of of something that I'm potentially working on is related to using AI and ML for my weight weight tracking app or weight weightlifting uh, logging app where you could have an, a coach basically mm-hmm. uh, use all of your past historical data, learn from it, and potentially aggregate multiple or all of the users of an app's lifting uh, tr- uh, logging data to create maybe a model of uh, progression to help people who are undergoing that journey to uh, so something that I'm potentially be working on in the future. But yeah, definitely. Uh, it's another awesome project. Cool. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, in terms of for people who want to get started, um, what advice would you have in terms of, I guess, the, uh, I guess one of the questions I would ask is, is there, do you think there's a best time for someone to venture into entrepreneurship? So depending on their circumstances, depending on a specific uh, occasion, event, or period of time that you think someone should transition from whatever current state they're at um, if they're thinking about going into entrepreneurship? Yeah, I, I would definitely say the best time or like a better time to go to, into entrepreneurship is uh, before you have kids. Uh, you, it, it's okay if you get married or if you have a wife or a girlfriend or whatever, but uh, it's, it's much better if you uh, do it before you have kids because I think once you have kids, you're going to have too many responsibilities and things to deal with. Uh, that uh, you can still do it at that time, but it's much easier if you do it before you have kids because you'll have more time available. So uh, I don't think people that are, you know, with kids and people that are really old uh, in their 70s or even 80s, I don't think they should not think about entrepreneurship. Those folks should also think about entrepreneurship no matter how old you are. Um, Or even if you have kids, uh, you should still think about entrepreneurship. But it's just much better if you try to do it when you're younger or when you don't have kids um, because you have more time, you have more energy uh, to work on this. So it's just easier for you to do it at that time. Mm-hmm. So it's more instead of like, you know, not, not, we're not rec- uh, recommending for anyone not to try it, but we're saying that if you want to, you know, you want to go into it, but you want to make it the most optimal path for you, uh, you know, make sure that the rest of your circumstances, your are in alignment and that you're taking a look at all of the available resources that you have. Yeah. And, and like one of my friends, uh, he's working with someone that I think is like 76 years old. Uh, so one of my friends, I think my friend is about 24 years old. So he's teaming up with someone that's 76 years old. And basically the 76 year old person is able to provide more contacts, business contacts, more, uh, guidance, about the business rules and the business um, side of things. So the older person is able to provide the younger person experience and insight and even mentorship and guidance. Uh, So if you are older and you're thinking about entrepreneurship, you can team up with someone that's younger, that has more time and more energy to follow up and go through the nuances that uh, you have to deal with and the little hoops that you have to jump through in the entrepreneurship path. Uh, and if you're younger, you could certainly team up with someone much older, uh, and that could also be something great. So you don't have to do it alone. You can team up with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, awesome. So yeah, I guess uh, moving on from, from that, uh, any, do you have any other, I guess, general advice uh, for people who want to be entrepreneurs? I guess maybe, uh, I guess considering our audience mostly 
uh, I would say is below 30 from most of our audience. Um, do you have any specific yeah. advice for that age group? Yeah. So one, I actually like any advice I think that applies to uh, people that are below 30 would also be something that applies to old people that are older than 30. Um, because like any, like for example, someone could be married when they're 40 years old, they could get married when they're 40 years old and someone could be 17 or even 19 years old and they could get married at that time. So there's a lot of things. The only thing that I think really changes is your energy level and maybe, maybe your wealth between those ages, uh, pretty much anything else can vary. Uh, but certainly when you're younger, you have more energy than when you're older. So let's say that when you're younger, you probably have less money, but you have more energy. So you can try a lot more low-cost um, entrepreneurship uh, ideas, it's things that don't take a lot of money, but they take a lot of energy and hustle. Uh, and that would be a great way for you to learn and build up your entrepreneurship uh, knowledge. Uh, then you know, with someone older could do the same thing, but if they don't have energy, they will have more money, so they could hire a bunch of people to you know cover up for that loss of energy that they have. Uh, so someone older could do that, but you you being younger have more energy, and you should definitely capitalize on that by trying lots of ideas that take lots of energy, and uh, that means that for less money spent, you can learn a lot more. And uh, I would definitely recommend that 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 you basically just go out there. And try to build something. You don't have to build the best thing. You don't have to build something that you know even changes the world. But just try and build things. And your goal should always be to build something to help people, building things that people find useful. And you will learn from it. The important thing there is to learn. Learning is the only important thing there. Uh, so whether or not a lot of people use it or no one uses it, uh, you, you need to build something. So by building something, you yourself are learning how to build faster, how to build more efficiently, how to build. Each time you build, you'll learn how to build something with less time, with less money spent. Uh, and then you'll get to the point where you're building things that people find helpful. Uh, so just keep doing it. Without doing, you can't get anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, have that mindset, have that uh, internalized uh, sense of you know you want to go out and make impact and that you're not that looking at the looking at your resources and when, if they're limited in any way and using that you know that you don't use that as an excuse to not go ahead and try because that trying is you know ultimately what might lead to success and what will lead to success uh, if you keep keep at it uh, persistently and consistently uh, uh, so yeah definitely um, I guess other uh, another question is what do you think uh, it takes for someone to be an entrepreneur and do you think that you know there's specific qualities that you know not not that to to i guess seg segregate by people who are can be classified into the entrepreneurship camp and people who aren't really cut out to be entrepreneurs but something i guess that anyone could or should develop to yeah. to begin their pursuit of i think for for me and this is probably something that holds for people other people too is uh like entrepreneurship should Basically, you should basically have a really thick skin and be willing to fail a lot. You can't get discouraged from just failing once or twice. You can fail a hundred times. You just have to keep going, trying again, and uh, the and you have to like be really stubborn. So you just have to keep trying and failing, and be stubborn in the sense that you have to keep trying and trying new ideas. You like you know they say the stupidity is like trying the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. 
so don't try the same thing over and over. Try different things. And uh, something really important uh, is like if you fail uh, or if you think some idea of yours is not working, you have to be willing to kill it really fast because the longer you let it live, the more time you're missing out uh, on something else that you could build that would work. So you have to fail fast and kill whatever it is really fast and then write down what you learned from that experience so then you can you know, apply to the next idea that you come up with. And as you fail more and more, the next idea that you're going to come up with is very likely to be more successful than the very first idea that you tried to implement. So the, the best thing here is to keep, you know, building your knowledge and experience set. Um, and, and that's what's going to help you out a lot. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. Um, I guess to go back in time uh, with this next question, uh, if you had any advice to give to yourself in the past before you or when you started on, out on this journey, is there anything you would tell your younger self to kind of go on maybe a different path or if, to go on a better path if, yeah, I, I would definitely, the one thing I would tell my younger self would be to not spend as much money on a single idea. Um, and um, so like to, you know, basically I, I've spent like over like fifteen twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on a lot of different ideas, you know, buying equipment that was really expensive um, and spending a lot of money in web hosting and buying a lot of expensive things because I thought that they were really necessary to make my idea a success. Um, and, uh, that was just bad. Like if I had that money, I could have learned a lot more now than I could have back then. So basically I would tell my younger self that, um, you should try to, you know, every idea you have, uh, the mo most you should be willing to spend on it is a hundred dollars to see if it's successful or not. Because at that point, early on in your career, your goal there is not to build something that's successful. The goal in your early years should be to learn as much as you can uh, and as cheap as you possibly can. So you should not spend more than $100 testing each idea. Um, and uh, as you get more and more experience, you'll be able to you know, uh, have ideas that are more successful. And that's when you actually need more money to take those ideas from the seed stage into something that's more successful where thousands of people are using it. Because you don't want to be going to venture capitalists and asking them for money. Um, they're not that fun to deal with. It's better if you have money to support your own idea um, so you don't have to answer to anyone else. Um, and that's what you should save up money for. So your early on career should always be just focusing on uh, failing as much as you can, getting as much experience as you can. So then you can, you know, use all that experience you have learned over your lifetime to build something that's successful. Mm -hmm, definitely. That's great advice. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the times, yeah, we can get caught up in, you know, using in thinking we need more than we actually do, especially when we underestimate our own ingenuity and our own intelligence, our own, you know, capabilities. And so, yeah, definitely as you get more experienced and wiser with using the resources that you can allocate to a project, you know, definitely use, uh, definitely go about it in the way that Omar suggested. Um, so yeah, I guess um, one other thing, I guess, since now me and Omar both have graduated very recently, I guess tying this a little bit to university, um, do you have, do you, like, uh, in your university experience, do you think uh, that that experience over the past five years 
has helped shape you in terms of your entrepreneurial uh, path or your, I guess, overall just yourself? Yeah, I, I think one of the best things I learned from the university is efficiency. And efficiency basically here is uh, how I was able to, you know, use a certain amount of time to do multiple assignments. Um, so to, for example, summarize that, let's say if I had a design class for which I had to design an interface and then I had a software class that needed some software product to be built, uh, efficiency there would be um, I could build the interface for the interface or design class for the software class as well at the same time. So the one product that I would be building would be basically solving both the school projects at the same time. And that way I don't have to waste time doing the interface design classes project and doing the software classes project separately. You can combine them. And at, at one point I was able, able to combine the projects for four of my classes into one project. And uh, so that was something that uh, helped me a lot. And uh, as, as, as you go into your entrepreneurship career, the way I apply it to my entrepreneurship career is I build a lot of software apps and even, you know, th uh, 3D products. And so what I do now is initially in my early years, I used to just build up like a software product. And then uh, if the idea didn't work, I would just kill it. The software could not be reused. It was just very specific to the application that I built. Now, if I'm building, you know, software products, this, the code that I have, the code base is very generalized. So for example, if I'm building a social networking website or uh, something similar to that, uh, I have code that just basically handles all the login and registration parts of a website. So anytime I have a new idea for a software product that needs login information, I can just use my old existing code base. I don't have to start from scratch. And this is just one example. So you can, uh, and like as you go on, you'll build a longer, longer code base that you're able to use for a lot more software ideas. And basically that's efficiency. So if one product idea that you have doesn't work, uh, and you come up with a new one, the new one will help you uh, get there. The new idea will be executed even faster because your work from your initial set of projects will not go to waste. It will help carry you forward. Uh, and this is just one example for software. There's a lot of graphic design ideas that I have where efficiency comes in as well. And, um, you know, designing interfaces for a website, those things also work. Uh, I've designed so many generic interfaces for different mobile and desktop websites. And anytime I have a new website related idea, I'm able to use the templates that I've built from the past projects. And it saves so much time and effort. Um, and uh, I think that efficiency is the most important thing because when you're an entrepreneur, you don't have a lot of time, you don't have a lot of resources, and you quickly want to test out whether your idea is successful or not. And if it's not, kill it fast. Uh, and efficiency is the most important thing that'll help you do it fast. Um, so yeah, that, that's, I think, my most important idea here. Awesome. Yeah, that's a huge uh, chunk of knowledge just dropped. Uh, yeah, so I guess to close it off, um, I guess, what is next for you? Uh, where do you see yourself, I guess, over the next one, five years, maybe even 10 years in your future? What, what do you think is, um, or what do you plan to work on uh, in the future? Yeah, so as I, as I uh, was mentioning, um, so my goal was to, you know, when I was, when I was younger, uh, my goal was to help a lot of people that, you know, didn't have money for food and shelter. Um, 
but you know uh, in my early 20s right now i just kind of reached this point where um i was like you know if i want to help all these people out i have to have concrete goals for how i want to help them out whether i want to provide food whether i want to provide shelter uh, and, you know, um, if I want to, you know, start my own startup or if I want to try and get a high paying job so I can make lots of money and then I can donate all the money I'm making each year from my salary and helping those people out. Like I have to define what I want to do in a concrete level and only then can it be possible. So I sat down and said, you know, um, for now, I'm going to just work at a job and uh, at the same time, keep trying different ideas and um, basically just work until I can find something that really is successful uh, and something that helps a lot of these people out. And then, like, you know, provide food to these people. And I was able to actually just recently, um, I just got married. And so... Uh, my wife, she ha- like she her mom runs an organization where they have over six hundred kids that um, they it's, it's a nonprofit where they provide food and shelter to six hundred kids. Uh, Five hundred of them are like young girls, and a hundred are boys. Uh, and so now I have a concrete goal that you know these people I can just send money to this nonprofit. And they are able to distribute the money in terms of food and shelter and even clothing and education to these group of, you know, 600 people. So now I have a very concrete goal that I can help this specific group of people out. And how I can help them out is by, uh, you know, either having a job or by, um, you know, building a product that can give me money that I can then donate. So the best thing there was finding the group of people there uh, to help out. So definitely for the next five ten years and even beyond that uh my goal is going to be um you know working and building more and more experiences uh related to product and helping people wow those are those are some lofty and amazing goals and i hope uh, definitely everyone listening to this gets at least some motivation out of just that that, that uh, story because it definitely did give me some uh that's incredible uh well i guess i'll just uh, close off by saying thank you, Omar, for joining us on this incredibly special episode of Command SK. Uh, I'm honored to have you uh, speak about your experiences. Congratulations on getting married and graduating yeah. and helping uh, this yeah. nonprofit. It's amazing. Uh, and hopefully, if, uh, if we have time in the near future, you can come back and maybe we'll have uh, more things to discuss. Um, so yeah, uh, I just want to say thanks. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot, Karen, for having me. And uh, just to like, kind of close this off, I think I want to add that uh, like as, as you go on to your entrepreneurship journey, you should always think about a mission statement or goal uh, that's not money, but something that's deeper. For me, it was helping people out. Uh, because there's going to be times where you fail a lot and there's going to be times where even if you have a successful idea, it takes countless nights to work hard and uh, get the product rolling. Um, And uh, you won't be able to get through all those hard times uh, without having something beyond just money pushing you, motivating you. Uh, So always find something really important that keeps you pushing throughout. And uh, thank you for having me. And uh, best of um, luck for your future as well. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So yeah, that was Omar, our guest joining us, our incredibly special guest joining us on this episode of Command SK. Uh, We will see you guys next episode for hopefully another special episode as well. 
So thanks, guys. Otherwise, let us know what you'd like to hear about next time at Command SK on Twitter. These are the three idiots in a minivan driving away.